Woke Pedagogies is a podcast that engages in critical conversations about inequities in our society. Join me, Elena Fowles, and co-host David Staley as we work to build inclusive spaces of teaching and learning that unapologetically and intentionally dialogue with issues that center the lives and experiences of students, educators, and the community. The Ohio State University has a long history of student activism on social justice issues. And our students in the arts and sciences are at the forefront as leaders of a range of current movements for greater justice and equality. Join us in conversation with Alejandro Andronegui as he explores how he brings his personal experiences as an activist into his graduate courses. How does he learn and interact alongside fellow students or even with instructors who may not have as much knowledge about race inequalities and disparities? Alejandro adds his own insights on learning while woke to our conversations on bringing social justice concerns squarely into all our learning spaces. Welcome, Alejandro. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So I, you are in the first year master's program in critical human geography. So first of all, tell us what hu critical human geography is. Um, well, I'm still learning that. Um, <laughs> but I, what I know so far, and I think we've tried to hone in on an answer for this, but I guess a geographic framework itself is just kind of a, a relational kind of framework about how a, a place, um, whether it's um, physical sciences or a, a glacier is, um, or actually like people in, in, a, in a city or in their practices is actually based on um, kind of the relations of, of so many things across space. So it's kind of, it's trying to like trying to be a very place focused discipline and, and looking at the relations of that place that, that constitute the, the, the problems or the objects of research that you're kind of looking at. Um, so critical human geography is kind of taking that to, I guess, the, the human environment or human relations with certain things and, and, um, and being critical, I guess the critical part is that it's, it's really uh, one of the only disciplines I found that is just explicitly about emancipatory politics and radical social justice. Um, and then using critical social, social theories in order to um, kind of open up places for um, kind of contributing to those politics. So you anticipate my next question. Is that why you chose critical human geography for, for, for that reason? Um, yes, absolutely. I had been looking at uh, PhD programs in psychology, community psychology, social psychology, because there's something similar in those disciplines. Um, but I think that the framework of geography in its kind of like relational um, aspects um, really appealed to me because it looked at more than just a single system, more than just a single policy, um, but about how many different factors can come into play into a single issue or, um, and so yeah, that's, that's why I chose critical human geography because I think it opened up a lot of space for that. How's this gonna help you prepare for your future? Have you given any thought to uh, uh, where you're going to be after graduation, short-term or long-term? Um, you know, I think all of us are thinking about that as students and maybe worrying or, or things are changing. And, um, but I definitely, you know, would imagine the ideal situation being, you know, continuing in, in academia, um, continuing through my PhD program, you know, getting placement and 
being able to teach, being able to research, um, that would be a wonderful job. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think a lot of why I came to the discipline is because if that doesn't happen, I'm still learning things that are able to help me um, continue to make change in the world, I guess, which is cheesy in a lot of ways, but I think it's really important in, in that the way that we can make change in the world with these frameworks, with, these, with this learning is not just in academia, but like in everything that I could possibly consider doing. Um, so I don't know exactly what might be the options outside of that, but I know that this will open up many doors. Great. Alejandro, share with us about your campus and community activism. What lessons are you learning through your activism? Hmm. Okay, well, let's see. Starting in undergrad, I had the opportunity to work with a really great classmate of mine who had started a program for formerly incarcerated students in the university. Um, and this was one of my only like on-campus activism proper um, organizations. Uh, but that really was a learning experience of, you know, kind of the rituals and difficulties that go through organizing on campus. Um, formerly incarcerated students and formerly incarcerated people are uh, a unique marginalized group. Um, and sometimes they're just like legally allowed to be marginalized in many of our systems. And it's an interesting phenomenon that I think there's not much attention to. And ha having some experience with that really kind of, you know, made me think critically about the criminal justice system and just a lot of the ways that criminalization happens in the communities. Um, and I kind of got interested in also um, the, the music scene that I was a part of in Idaho and Boise. So this was outside the academy, but more just into harm reduction, um, in teaching about um, drug use, safe drug use. And these are still some taboo subjects there. And not, again, not much is happening. Um, but then also about like sexual health and consent culture and things like that, which I thought were really important. And so right before finishing undergrad, I was working on some of those projects, but coronavirus um, really put you know, a hold on a lot of the uh, you know, events that those would take place in. And I still hope to continue building those in some way um, in the communities that I'm involved in eventually. Um, so from there, I spent the last summer being able to participate in the, the George Floyd uprising um, kind of via Portland. And I wasn't an organizer, I wasn't like a leader in any way, but I was able to kind of be in the place that it was happening and, and participate in many wonderful ways, both on the streets and just in different community activities. And that I think really helps frame a lot of what I see activism to be and how I want to kind of bring that into the university. Um, and so some lessons from that, um, I think that the, one of the things that I, I've learned through that time is that like activism isn't just like a like an occupation or like a, a, a single job or a single um, like you know it doesn't have to be an organization that you're a part of um, and it, it actually something that I think you carry with you in just like your everyday um, and this is something that I'm really trying to think about in everything is how you know what are we doing for you know challenging the inequalities that are present every day in our lives and in our relationships and every place that we have that opportunity to do that. And I, I started to, you know, kind of conceive of activism just as like a, a lifestyle really, and, and, and a, a perspective that you carry with you everywhere, which easily translated into finding critical human geography. And so that kind of framework helped me find a discipline that I think empowers that type of, uh, you know, activist pursuit while still being able to study and do research. 
Right. So that takes me to the to the next question and how you see the work that you're doing out in the community uh, taking shape and what you're learning in, in, in the classroom. And like you said, you this is this is who you are, you know, part of what you do. Um, uh, you don't leave it outside the classroom. You bring it with you uh, into the classroom. So talk to us about how you see uh, these two points or these two um uh, the, the work that you're doing as an activist uh, coming into the, the classroom, how do they come together for you? That's a good question. So far, it comes in really great, at least here at Ohio State in the classes I've taken the last two, this semester and last semester are really just about, you know, critical perspectives about the, the world around us and how we might be able to engage with that as researchers, but not just as um, studying from a, like afar, but actually being part of the communities that we're studying or part of the problems that we're studying and recognizing our agency and the agency of the people that we're studying to help actually create change and to create something different. Um, and so in that way, I, I see them blur together really well in this department, in this program. Um, at the same time, I think that I've also started to realize that in, in some of the ways, the activism that is that I've been a part of or that I've kind of witnessed um, has its own limitations in a lot of ways because of its like designation as a specific like activist activity um, that sometimes the there are these organizations that are available to participate in but there's so when we start to look at the problems that we're trying to solve or that we're trying to understand and, and to, to fight back um, that these problems just are so complex and within so many systems. And I think I know that we're going to mention structural racism later, but this is a huge one that I'm really thankful for geography for bringing to the fore and really how there's a, a bunch of great scholarship in geography about structural racism, whether it's the economic or many other aspects. And, and this is something that we were able to talk about a lot. But when you, when you begin to look at those like complex systems that are involved in many of the inequalities that we're trying to combat a lot of traditional activist networks are have been so disconnected from maybe some of the critical scholarship that's available that could really open up the possibilities of, of activism on the ground and so i saw this kind of necessary connection to have to go to academia in order to kind of to tackle the issues that i really wanted to tackle at the scale that i wanted to to kind of take them on are you ever able to share about your work as a student activist? Um, how have you been able to bring that part of you into the classroom? Uh, I absolutely have been so privileged to be able to openly speak about my politics, my perspectives in class, and be supported, be challenged by the professors I've had so far. Um, just the other week with Dr. Darla Monroe, um, I was able to kind of give a presentation about some of my own um, research interests and how they relate, and just explicitly about, you know, trying to make my research about activism and about, you know, cha making change and taking a very particular stance, which is surprisingly, um, you know, not as common as it has been or could be or something like that. But I think that the opportunities I've had within the department so far have just absolutely been supportive of that. Has there ever been moments where, uh, you know, some of the things that you're learning in the classroom and your own experiences as an, as an activist uh, don't come together? 
that you feel, well, that's not really how it works or in my experience, right? This is not how I've seen it. Um, can you share something like that, an experience like that? Um, I, sometimes they don't mesh perfectly. You know, a lot of times I think we all hear this, that, you know, the academy is supposed to be separate or science or studies are, are supposed to be a, this objective separateness. And there is like a really harsh vibe of depoliticized science and depoliticized studies that are through everywhere. And even, and I struggle with that myself, you know, in some ways. Um, and so sometimes it, some issues just, you know, don't mesh exactly when you, when you recognize that there's a lot of conflict that needs to be resolved in a lot of spaces, including in the academy on how to kind of address these issues. And, um, and so there's some, there are times when that happens. I can't really think of a specific time recently. Um, I, I know that in my undergrad research, I had the opportunity to do some research um, about the gender gap in computer science, and which is kind of like a notorious problem of just like the, the masculine, masculine culture of computer science and, and the like closed off gaps for women to participate in just anyone that's not like a particular masculine person. Um, in that discipline, and, and and sometimes this research is you know has this angle to try and empower change in in the department there specifically, uh, but at the same time you kind of see the limits of just doing research and not maybe kind of focusing some of the activist ways that you'd be getting involved right away. Um, we were focusing on you know writing a manuscript, on publishing that manuscript, and instead you know like a lot of my activist thinking was like okay how can we actually just get involved with these people right now and do something with them and to start like helping change the culture in the department with the students right away. Um, and, and instead it was more just like, let's interview them and step you know, back and then write this thing. And, and I think that's really important. And I also just want it to be like meshed together, you know, at the same time in a lot of ways. And I, as I'm learning now and many of the methods classes that I'm taking in geography is that this is a possibility and research can be done that way. And so that's what's really uh, attracted me to, to think about my own research as something that incorporates that activism. So um, as we talk with instructors today, we're hearing from them that students today seem, well, uh, seem different. Uh, one instructor shared with us, we, we don't have to convince many students of societal inequities. So are you that student we've been hearing about so much from instructors? Um, I don't think I'm that student, but that's an interesting question. Um, I don't know if I've heard instructors say the same thing. <laughs> and I don't know if I would be that paragon of a student. Um, I have a lot to learn. And, but like, I, I do think that the, maybe the, what's kind of being gotten at in this question is that Societal inequalities are definitely in our face today a lot, maybe not more, but just it's a lot more public the ways things are not working out for a lot of people. And especially recently for black and indigenous people of color, we see the struggle and we need to, to recognize that. And I think a lot of people have a harder time recognizing that issue. However, I would say that like in a lot of conversations with instructors, myself and, and being participating in class that I think that a lot of students and, and including myself, aren't aware as much as we might hope to be. And, and this is where like maybe the, the depth of the recognition of the problems is, 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 a, is also itself a problem. 
maybe there's this wokeness, which I think is an interesting term. Um, this wokeness can sometimes, I think, manifest in like a superficial recognition of the issues through just like, a, like a, um, you know, watching the news or hearing things on, on social media. And there's a certain discourse that is just really readily available for people to kind of recognize and call out these, these problems of, you know, racism that are explicit. And at the same time, the, the degree to which we understand those problems to be like happening in society is really kind of still mystified. And like, I'm still uncovering that every day. And I think that it wasn't without the help of many like advisors, friends, critical activists, critical scholars, that I, I started to peel back those layers and, and be more and more aware. And that was something that I hadn't really seen in my, my community, my comrades, my peers. Um, and other students as it's not as available, I don't think, for students as much. And I also think that there's a huge wave of kind of a, students as consumers in the university. And, and, um, and while there are probably many that are very aware of these issues, I see a huge um, majority of students that are just kind of going through the process and steps of doing the degree, not necessarily interested in, in trying to um, challenge a lot of these things because it is a really difficult time and we just want to get through we just want to kind of have security and some of these questions just aren't along that path very easily able to kind of pursue um, so in terms of that I, ho I hope I'm that student and I hope that more students can be like that and I hope that that's the trend um, but I also see a lot of roadblocks in the way of realizing this this shift of student kind of awareness yeah, thank you for saying that because I uh, one of the things that you just mentioned about wokeness, right? Um, and and I think about this this word, you know, a lot because to be woke is to be reflective, and to continue to learn, and um, and, and and impact change. And what we see a lot of times. Um, is performative wokeness, right? Uh, people perform being woke, but and use some of the language that seems as if they are, but um, in reality, they aren't. And so there, there's a danger to that as well. Alejandro, how are you thinking about issues of structural racism, inequalities and disparities when you come into your classroom or classes that you take? Um, well, I mean, it's always there. I think one of the things about critical human geography that I really like is that I think it's just the first thing that we're kind of problematizing as a as a discipline and and I definitely have recently just been kind of thinking about structural racism in terms of um, you know state the police um, and things like that and so it's always a question on my mind that I'm I think that it gets brought up in every class and my advisor Dr. Nancy Etlinger has been um, so supportive about teaching and instructing and sharing um, scholarship on these issues uh, regularly so um, they're definitely at the front of what I'm trying to learn and what the people around me are also trying to learn. Well, it's it's been quite the year, right? The killing of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Jacob Blake, Casey Goodson Jr. here locally, COVID-19, the presidential election and its aftermath. All of this is happening in a way that has forced us to focus, I think, more on anti-racism social justice issues. How are, how are these issues coming up in your classes? And, and do, you find it, do you find it easy to discuss these issues in your classes? Well, these things aren't 
ever easy to discuss, I don't think. And and I know in Columbus, the community here has also recently um, had another murder um, of Andre Hill. And I just want to send love to the family and the community there. And this kind of, these things are happening all the time and have been happening for a long time. And the awareness of them is definitely important. And I think it's bringing in conversations into the classroom, which are great. And I know that they're, they're definitely difficult. Um, and that kind of conflict and that difficulty, I think it's really important for us to be able to, to, to normalize, I guess, the discomfort of, of some of these conversations that we need to be having everywhere. And especially in the academy, which is, has been made to be this kind of, you know, apolitical place a lot of times. And, um, and so I've been, we've been able to kind of have these conversations, especially since my own projects are kind of focusing in on um, the protest culture, the protest um, scene in Portland and ab about some of these kind of um, abolition geographies, uh, carceral geographies and, and, and things like that. So it's been really wonderful to be able to kind of actually be talking about this a lot. At the same time, as, um, it, it is difficult to, to see how you know, how is the university maybe responding to some of these things and, and how are we trying to like bring this in? And, and, and this is where, you know, that wokeness comes in and, and the university can only do so much in some ways that isn't going to sometimes come across as performative and, or at least some, some, some sort of type of um, just doing the deeds that need to be done in terms of uh, kind of, you know, hiring and, and policies and education seminars. And these are things that we've done in a lot of ways. And I hope that can continue. Um, and, and I really do hope that we can kind of problematize the way that the university can go about doing this and, and open up more possibilities for how we can address some of these things. Because even in the community alone here, there's just so much happening that um, sometimes people just don't want to talk about and, and are actually really important, not just to the scholarship that we might accomplish in the, in the classroom, but to the lived experience of the people in the classroom. And I think that if we want to um, really uh, to start making change, we have to address how the students are living their lives in the midst of this. And even if it's not your area of expertise, you know, quote unquote, that caring about what your students are going through is really important and caring about what is happening in the community is really important as a student. And so those things I think need to come into the classroom and be respected when they do. As someone that's working on social uh, justice issues, either as an activist or as a researcher, student, um, how are you experiencing discussions related to, to this current topics, right? The um, protests, uh, COVID-19, health inequalities, and all of that into, um, into your classes or with your with your peers, how are uh, peers and instructors um, navigating these topics or incorporating these topics into um, you know in, into whatever subject that you're you're studying? Well, I can definitely sense that a lot of my peers, um, especially on the human geography side, are really about um, this situation and these situations and, and these problems. And so it's been wonderful to be surrounded by students in this, in this department, um, you know, great shout out to geography for enabling this kind of culture um, where I, you know, my roommates also in, in the PhD program. And so we can just talk about these things all the time. And it's, you know, always a conversation on the tip of our tongues and with, with our professors, with our, with the instructors, we just have, I don't think there's ever a class where we're not 
critically engaged about something that's related to to these like social issues. Um, and so it's been absolutely wonderful to be into in a situation where that's been so supportive from all angles and and to nurture kind of that just like thinking about it. Um, yeah, and I, I think that that's also been a really great way to the, those peers that are studying, you know, completely different things have been also being, getting engaged. And the kind of intro courses in geography so far have each had elements of just a really critical awareness of, you know, structural issues, especially around racism, which I think is really important to many different fields in geography and just, and because of the kind of general um, claims and interests and pursuits of critical human geography. Alejandro, what advice would you give to faculty for how we can engage more and talk more about race, social justice, inequalities in our classes? Oh, well, advice to faculty, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that one of the lessons that I've learned just as a human being in this world is that like, I don't think there's ever like a, you know, a door that shuts on activism or on, you know, addressing inequalities. And I think sometimes we have become partitioned in, in our own little kind of boxes of, of action that we think we're capable of or what we think is appropriate for our position. And I definitely can recognize uh, across the universities that I've experienced, the colleges that I've, you know, seen and, and professors I've talked to that sometimes I think that there can be, um, uh, you know, some, some partitioning happening where people in positions are, you know, they're comfortable in what they're doing. And, and, and I think that that's okay because sometimes the, the, the requirements of academia and, and, and professorship and tenure and all of this can be really challenging and can really like, you know, take up a lot of time. But I, I do think that part of the most wonderful thing about, professorships for teaching and working in the university faculty is that, you know, the, the teaching and in that teaching, I think it's like a, a really a great moment for, for radical activism, for, you know, radical pedagogy that like can help activate students themselves to, to reach those possibilities that, you know, maybe their time as faculty don't um, enable them to do a lot of maybe these things on the ground or addressing certain issues, but being able to use the classroom as a way to activate those who are interested or who might not know about some of these things can be one of the most radical things um, that a faculty member can do. And, and I think that's something that I would only encourage to like take advantage of that and to, to remember that that's like we're a lot of us students are just waiting to learn and to know more about that. And, you know, and I think that's a great opportunity. Alejandro, what's your message to your fellow students about engaging in activism around anti-racism, social justice, and societal inequality issues? How can engaging in activism deepen your experiences as students uh, here at OSU and in the Central Ohio community? Well, message to students um, would be, you know, we're, we're in this together. We're not, we're not just students. We're members of, you know, this city. We're members of this world. And, and we have to find ways to open up those spaces for change. And sometimes that doesn't look like the, you know, stamp approval of the university or of a certain organization. And sometimes that might look like being um, in conflict with some things that are, that we take for granted every day. Um, and that, I think that's also something that's happening in the university that as students, we need to like start challenging what's happening um, 
in the university because we aren't just, you know, walking through it. We actually are part of this. We're kind of the soul, you know, of the university in some ways. And I think that we need to start taking some agency in in repoliticizing kind of the entire infrastructure of the university as like a, as a, as a tool for, you know, challenging social inequality. And I think as students, we can speak up about that and start to challenge our professors as well, challenge the faculty to, to also step up in these ways as well, because sometimes that might not be happening. And so as students, I think we need to, to look for ways that might not be approved, that might not be just like easy or might not be just as accessible as joining an organization or a club, but just starting to bring that into every relationship on in the campus, in our communities. And then, um, yeah, I look forward to being able to kind of you know, plant my roots here in Columbus. This is only my first semester here in the city. And so I really do look forward to have the opportunity to, you know, meet with people in some way or form and to to participate. Um, I had been invited by a classmate to participate in some tenant organizing um, in the community. Um, So I'll probably be doing that soon, one of these weekends. And I hope that that can uh, continue and just being able to kind of know what's happening here in Columbus and, and be a part of that. And I really look forward to that. Alejandro, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you.